I got COVID. I got the itchy esophagus. It's taken 10 days to finally expunge from my system. But I'm happy to say that my itchy esophagus and depleted low energy state 10 days later is no more, no more. Meatloaf lives. Holla! Rest in peace, big fella. Thank you very much. And today is a momentous occasion because this will be the official comedy record for I come out to the universe as writer-recruiter Joshua Kornblut to feed my family. But I'm not done getting my kicks off just yet. So let's let the laugh Yankage begin with Bound to Suck. Ha! Thank you very much. And this is 13 Original Brewery Tales for the Original 13 Colonies. Ha! Not that it makes a difference since the day democracy died, but we're going to go for the uh, kill shot anyway. Boom shakalaka! Thank you very much! New Hampshire. The Loudmouth Brewery was founded by Abby Hoffman Jr. in honor of his famous social revolutionary father, who was also close friends with John Lennon during his stay-at-home dad years in New York City. When he used to take Sean for strolls through Central Park before yelling up at the sky, choke on a fucking cucumber scone, Paul. Even primal scream therapy has its limitations, mate. The beer that best captures his father's larger-than-life spirit is the Vibration Sensation, which is a quadruple IPA made from noble English and Pacific Northwest hops, which is an explosion of concentrated bitterness, like Eddie Murphy after he lost the Academy Award to Alan Arkin. Delaware, I don't care about these stories right now. <laughs> the world is in a complete disastrous state of disarray. So we're going to get to material that really gets to the heart of how crazy our world has become. So we're going to go with career suicide train. Holla! Bob Saget lives. Thank you very much. Growing up, my father called me a waste of height because the highlight of my high school basketball career was scoring a whole 10 points against an old Japanese team. Scoring at will wasn't a stretch. Every time I drove to the hoop, their players ran away from me like frightened movie extras in a Godzilla film. <laughs> but instead of saying, look, Godzilla, they'd say, look, you grant on stilts. I wish LeVar Ball was my substitute coach dad growing up because he didn't sure I lost my virginity before my younger brother did. Then I'd shut down the court with more big pimping, JZEs, and my substitute coach dad, LeVar Ball, wouldn't have to worry about me shaming the bowler brand name anymore for prancing down the basketball court on my tippy toes, looking like I was sporting high heels instead of high tops while LeVar Ball... Yells, we're trying to sell ball aware, son, not Jimmy Choo's. Ha! Ball aware lives. 
do it all coach ads in the house. Thank you very much. LeVar Ball. Wouldn't have let my younger brother lose his virginity before I did. <laughs> LeVar Ball would get Rihanna to pop my cherry first, or my younger brother, <laughs> by offering Rihanna a future participation profit points in Ballerware. So I feel like a bigger baller on the rising side. <laughs> but first, LeVar Ball would throw me house parties and only invite stuck up Jenny from the block. Two seconds into the party, LeVar Ball yells, The Yoohoo bottle. Doesn't spin itself, bitch. LeVar Ball, as my substitute coach dad, wouldn't actively depreciate my star player potential on draft day for the sole purpose of snagging higher caliber players <laughs> and say, let's be honest, folks, my son is soft. We're talking not regular snuff. We're talking more like Snuggles, 3,000 thread count type soft. <laughs> my son is a perpetual nervous wreck, which I'm very proud and creating. <laughs> he jams his fingers while struggling with the can opener. <laughs> his only go-to move is a stationary hurried half-form hook shot that puts less fear into opposing defenders than an old Japanese team who thinks the pick and roll means their choice of fish. But at least I can question my dad's predictive prowess and talent assessment ability within the right told-you-so authority today. After I told him to invest in Google, bat him on Trumpy Poo winning, and that I'd write for TV one day, which I did. Does questioning my father's talent assessment abilities kind of disrespecting my father? Lord, just because he already fears my firstborn son being a superior athlete compared to his defective offspring in comparison? <laughs> Granted, I was shipped off to an all-Jewish sleepaway camp for seven years and was the second worst athlete after the Sheik's son from Greyneck. <laughs> Because I hadn't developed my uh, mojo, you know, rising uh, strutter step just yet. <laughs> Plus, my younger brother makes Hunter Biden come off as a slacker underachiever in comparison. <laughs> Still, it would have been nice to hear Pops make a favorite forecast prediction on the behalf of his grandson. After I had talked to him about his grandson's first basketball practice. Instead, all I heard was my dad was, You'll learn soon enough if he's an average talent or not. <laughs> I said, your boy Biden's talent was never under question, Pops, <laughs> because he never had any to begin with. <laughs> and if Obama's such a baller, then why did he ride the bench at all Asian private school in Hawaii? I'll just follow Jimmy Villavano's advice when he said, my father gave me the greatest gift in the world. He believed in me. Oh, yeah. I also told uh, my dad these booster shots are less secure than Joy Behar retaining the job as the new chief happiness officer for Breitbart. <laughs> R.I.P. Bob Saget. Dirty work was pure hilarity from start to finish. Wish I could have opened for you instead of B.J. Novak. I've met lobotomies and more sparkly personalities remaining. Say hello to Greg Giraldo for me and tell him that the roast suck without him. Although in comedy heaven, I'm sure Giraldo already busted your balls and said... Of course, I die in a hotel in New Jersey while you die in a Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Look on the bright side. At least you got to die in style, Bob. Holla! Bob Saget lives. Thank you very much! Democrat. Hack attack email that I never bothered sending. So I thought I'd provide more lore to do it here on... My gazillionth comedy record. 
that I don't care if it gets me an agent or earns literary agent acclaim or not. It's for fans of my comedy and for new fans that appreciate a big-headed Jew pushing this as far as he can go, all the way to the limit. Ah! Thank you very much! Dear Renee Zuckerbach, get a new fucking last name! Holla! Ah! You fucking hack! Thank you very much! The RZA on her Twitter fan, her Twitter page, she's a self-professed RZA fan. Don't get me wrong, I'm a native New Yorker. I mean, of course, I appreciate old school. Whoa, Tang! The RZA teamed up with the Good Humor Truck Team to rewrite their jingle, Made With Love, because the old one was used in ministry comedy shows where performers wore blackface. But don't dare question. There is a sudden virtual signaling gesture of Goodwill, knowing he had zero problems scoring the soundtrack for Kill Bill 1 and 2, despite Tarantino's liberal use of the N-bomb, sprinkled throughout his award-winning screenplay, Pulp Fiction, because there is a sterling social justice writing cred ain't nothing to fuck with. You don't think that joke would, would pass your, your church SNL funny test, Renee Zuckerbot? Without counsel of a woke literary agent, Plans are frustrated, King Solomon. Who thinks our military should be forced to take a clot shot that works less than Hunter Biden does on his blow painting? Who cares if the clot shot is causing more premature deaths than rear entry into the Dallas Buyers Club? Do I really have to ask my mother if it's kosher to make fun of Chris Matthews sexually harassing a new Yentebreth intern at MSNBC? Like the time he said, idiot Maddow counts as your lunch break, babe. Bet you hit the bottle hard like Hillary Hammer Time Kankles on election night, Zuckerbot, after the jury in Kenosha refused to let mob rule too. But Fauci is good, and all the unvaccinated people are bad. Despite your weakened immune system causing the latest spread of COVID light, me being a prime example of that. <laughs> well, I'm still convinced I got it from like going down on my wife, <laughs> despite like her not having it. But she's got a weakened immune system, so I'm sure this. Some form of like new uh, like COVID mutation that you get from like going down on your wife when it really wasn't your best interest in the first place. Ha! Thank you very much. How many people are moving to New York these days? By the way, <laughs> thanks for stripping any allure in craving literary establishment respectability, especially after any book publisher thought it was a good look to give Cuomo money to write a book about leadership, which is like Hitler getting paid to write a book on anger management, or R. Kelly getting called first dibs on babysitting the latest Kardashian out of the womb. But I still want to impress HBO, and I wouldn't mind a comedy special on HBO one day. And The Righteous Gemstones is fantastic. Danny McBride is a freaking true American treasure. Danny McBride lives forevermore. Holla! Thank you very much! I thought literary agents were supposed to celebrate. At the same time, John Goodman, I don't really recall him sticking up for Roseanne last time I checked. You know, God forbid anyone say anything critical about Valerie Jarrett, otherwise known as Obama's Arabian living horse whisperer. Holla! You don't have enough fucking money, Goodman. Thank you very much! I thought literary agents were supposed to celebrate diversity of thought. That doesn't live by the mantra. In Dr. Noki, we trust no matter what. <laughs> Despite the COVID vaccine working less than Russell Brook running the triangle offense. Holla! Thank you very much! I bet you believe all the unvaccinated people deserve to starve to death under Mr. Groper's do-dick dictatorship, but obliterate any moral high ground the arts community in our country once possessed. You're 
<laughs> despite Den of Geeks assertions otherwise, you're all accomplices covering up for your Chinese sellout overlord since the day democracy died. Without yeah, your precious Tom Hanks making a peep about it otherwise. Bukowski would rather make meaningless small talk with Andy Boards, his blah breath kid at his mass bar missile party through Zoom, while Tobin jeweled over all the young pubescent talent there that the waste his breath and all the editors, book publishers, and lead agents that decided to side with wrecking our kids' age of innocence, pushing a clot shot that causes um, heart inflammation problems, lead to like premature death, while athletes drop left and right. VAR's websites, probably at this point, we're talking, I don't know, 700,000 deaths caused by the COVID vax. Yeah, but yeah, it's equivalent to polio. <laughs> So, which was also uh, made for free last time I checked by Jonas Salk. Ha! For non-greedy, non-predatory heaps that give Jews a good name. Thank you very much! But yeah, but uh, Bukowski. Again, uh, in this day and age, would rather make meaningless small talk with Andy Boards, his blah breath kid, at his mass bar mitzvah party through Zoom. And waste his breath and all the editors, book publishers, and lit agents that decide decide with wrecking our kids' age of innocence to preserve their the precious, cushy careers while causing a lifetime of mental health issues for our children's. All just so they could stick to the script and support the precious narrative that allowed they're evil, cocksucking Democrats to steal an election and to do so by cheating by mail, using COVID as a bullshit excuse to do so, all because Trumpy Poo exposed you, the feckless, self-serving, surly, unfunny hacks that you are, every last one of you. Some legacy for proud Jewish families to drive vicarious knockers from Zuckerberg. Last one, Hamas. In charge of Palestine, last time I checked, financed by the UN, no less, launches 5,000 rockets into Israel's backyard. Don't expect an edible gift basket in return with a thank you note written in Farsi. Best always, not Michael Kornbluth. Sit on and spin, Zuckerberg. Thank you very much! Fashionably late bloomer. What's more depressing? Scheduling. A Zoom connection call. With a woman who uses terms like positive energy, or to learn, she's book solid till early February, <laughs> when you just pitch the possibility of doing crap beer jokes at a brewery in Wildwood, New Jersey, and not dying faster than uh, Christopher's male modeling career as you became a paler junkie than Kate Moss on a model shoot in Iceland. <laughs> Normally, Jews aren't big crap uh, beer drinkers, unless they're degenerate shishi bitch dads like myself who would describe 21st Amendment. Watermelon beers is five sippers max. <laughs> that go down easier than your wife on pure MDMA on your birthday after insisting Obama be good, ordered you to leak it. I actually gave up drinking beer last summer because I got embarrassed spending so much time hungover, recycling, endless reminders of my lushy litter past, his entire Rocky Marathons and AMC passed me by. Has anyone tried Sammy Hagar's tequila yet? I hear it tastes Van Halen light. And Nirvana didn't kill hair metal. AIDS did. For magic made HIV disappear. Jesus would impress me if he turned bong water into wine that tasted better than Snoop Dogg's new Cabernet wine that tastes like mouthwash used in 
pornhood hell. It's hard to get kinky with your wife when you're a stay-at-home dad because you're already choking her too hard financially. And it's impossible to feel like you're a man when you're a stay-at-home dad and whenever your wife's smartphone sends her an alert after you make another questionable purchase. Wife calls, hey babe, so how is white at Chucky? Bruce Lee triggers my hyperactive, competitive kids uh, all the time. Uh, my daughter asked, Daddy, did Bruce Lee suck at anything? And I said, far control? Because Bruce Lee ate too much soy. The one show Netflix won't reimagine is Richie Rich unless Juno plays Richie Rich and blows his entire inheritance on financing brewery scholarships at Berkeley for advanced chemistry majors who are too young to be influenced by Snoop Dogg video promos for Old English. Death Row's go-to host sprayer of choice. I buy an IPA hop bomb made from a black brewer hipster from Northern Liberties in Philly with promised hopes of its special brand of hop juice helping me cure my chronic white man's disease. By injecting the malt hop concoction with Cardi B's perpetually rising yeast infection. <laughs> I went to Ithaca College myself, self, otherwise known as Cornell's retarded next door neighbor. But I was in the distinguished school of communication, so I could take bong hits of extra strong outdoor weed and manage not to stutter every other two seconds. Bonding with Ithaca alum and Ithaca hoodies is off the list because it's a connection fail every time. I'll say, I went to Ithaca. And they'll say, unless you went to Cornell, I'm not interested. And what your limited network on LinkedIn can do for me, asshole. So fuck off eight days a week, buddy, because you obviously need an extra day of rest to rest your far from blooming burnout head for thinking I care to entertain anything you can't do to improve my social standing in life already. Jerk off. Imagine He-Man reimagined as a mole rat in Kevin Smith's next woke reimagined sequel. He-Man says, I love the smell of Newberry comics in the morning. When little Nas, Pete Davidson, and the Mandalorian actor dominate the social media airwaves with superimposed push-upon authority. But God didn't give me three kids have a panic attack over it. Which is more than I can say for Pete Davidson. The voice of Generation Z, the boy toy rebound king of Staten Island. Looks like Annie Leibovitz and Barney from The Simpsons had a baby. Going through a goth phase while smitten with Kim Kardashian's porcupine puss. Social justice lawyers are so hot right now. Yesterday, my daughter says, A girl in my school says, Fairy Club is only for little girls. I said, Fake news. Superman is into fairies now too. Now the Man of Steel will drain little Nas's balls faster than a speeding bullet. Resist this woke Wolverine. Holla! Thank you very much! Frank Miller on Moderate Islam. Join my army to rape our enemies' wives. Is a tad extremist for even devilish white boy livey crusaders back in the day. David Crosby on finger tapping Joni Mitchell. If I can't be Eddie Van Halen, at least I could try to cause an eruption in Joni's droopy dry snatch for all time's sake. Imagine Bruce Springsteen inviting Obama to dance on stage with him on Broadway, to dance in the dark to prove his soul glow limitations have no bounds. <laughs> Tree of Life Rabbi claims he never met Joe Biden after the massacre there. He adds, do you really think I'd hang out at Ben and Jerry's much these days? <laughs> if Hunter Biden was the least favored son... He'd be stand-up comedy's answer to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> January 6th was some armed rebellion. 
to make Joan of Arc shake in her tunic top. <laughs> How many uh, guns were MAGA patriots holding that day to protest the stolen election? That's what I thought. Ashley Babbitt lives. Ha! Thank you very much! The only thing Trump supporters were strapped with that day were MAGA hats, credit card bills from Walmart, and water guns full of discontinued Trump vodka to ease the leftover pain since the day democracy died. And I'm not trying to make a insulting joke about you know Walmart and the stench of MAGA supporters. It just like worked in the flow of that joke. Ha! Thank you very much. This is Hunter Biden doing stand-up comedy at the comedy store on the Sunset Strip. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that you know my father had lifted um, a travel ban on my sixteen-year-old uh, uh, girlfriend? At the time, uh, from France, who you know got caught, you know trying to smuggle a uh, gold-plated uh, coke spoon that used to belong to like Louis the <laughs> Fourteenth. Of course, my dad could smell it a payback opportunity when it presented itself. Holla! Thank you very much. Death of a Bose. Salesman. Meatloaf lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Once upon a time, there was a sales rep for Bose who suffered from loud man's disease. He loved blasting The Who, Led Zeppelin, and ACDC at work in the listening booth before he turned borderline deaf. Now, old Michael, the sales rep from Bose, hears his ACDC song, Hells bells! Holla! Brian Johnson lives. Thank you very much! Michael Yeller always believed louder is better. Until now. Because he was no longer able to sing Search and Destroy by Iggy Pop and the Stooges at the local karaoke bar in White Plains, New York. With his dear boss friend anymore. Growing up, Michael only wanted to play air guitar. Like the great metal shredders that adorned his childhood room walls. Such as Mick Mars from Motley Crue, the Freddy Krueger of shredding, the steel guitar slaying, Gypsy Road Howler, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella, and the Tasmanian Devil, hair metal, shredding sleaze, C.C. DeVille from Poison. Later... Michael tried to learn the guitar after his parents got him a acoustic one for Hanukkah, but he already started smoking weed by junior high and high school, and so the hand dexterity and hours of practice necessary to assume any semblance of functional playing mastery over the guitar were out of his self-imposed reach. After college, Michael tried to make a living as an IT headhunter in LA, but IT directors half his age didn't appreciate his being hounded by such a loudmouth New Yorker who had less voice control than Busta Rhymes and Midnight Showing of Higher Learning. Eventually, Michael moved back to New York and did digital ad sales for City Search and gave open mic stand-up comedy a shot. Its opener was, so far my claim to fame was an appearance in the show Blind Date. In the end, all I got out of it was a free meal and herpes. But Michael struggled to unleash his inner rock star on stage because he didn't always use that reliable opener. And his opening 
joke did bomb, you can never win the audience back, which stripped him of the confidence to riff of any inspired direction he chose. At the Christmas party for City Search, Michael sang his best rendition of When It Dead or Alive. Yeah, which he perfected over the years. Uh, the high-end 15-year McCallum scotch helped. Still, he got fired the next day, getting blackout drunk and dry-humping the coach, a girl on the dance floor to, oh, what a feeling. <laughs> Knowing Michael couldn't pay rent through playing air guitar renditions of Fallen Angel in Times Square or make any money at stand-up comedy in New York City because he had to actually invite his own private militia friends to get performing time at the New York Comedy Club at all in the first place. He decided to find a job where his loud man's disease could be neutralized, where it wouldn't become such a career-hindering liability. He got a job in the suburbs at the Westchester Mall in White Plains, New York, selling state-of-the-art stereo equipment for bows. Michael's boss gave him some leeway and allowed him to tell some jokes because he knew the stand-up comedy bug wasn't out of his system altogether. Michael would be selling noise-cancellation headphones, calling them Yenta silencers. And what he'd call them before sampling new bits on random customers, such as, did you know Google fired 25 software engineers for sexual harassment? But software engineers are too busy banging out code to hit on girls at work. Plus, if you're a software engineer at Google, your typical Perl command script isn't massage my carpal tunnel home. <laughs> but one day, during a demo presentation for ACDC Back in Black on Surround Sound, in the primo listening sampling room at work, Michael lost his ability to hear fully, now only hearing the death knell, church bell clang to hell's bells. Was God punishing Michael for his law man's disease forever? How could Michael ever sing karaoke again? Losing all semblance of voice control now whatsoever. Michael was a really good salesman for Bose, but reality is the speakers sold themselves. Michael's boss and favorite karaoke partner let him keep his job at Bose, but got him off the sales floor to work as a blogger for their digital marketing team instead, allowing him to rant and rave about all the loudest and proudest, most badass metal records of all time which are only accentuated through Bose's premium blast speakers, of course. Michael would fire off blog record recommendations for albums by Neil Young and Crazy Horse and Van Halen with divine-powered authority. He'd pound the keyboard all day long, which was sweet music to his boss's ears, knowing his employee and friend Michael could channel his love of fast, loud, kick-ass metal like a bat out of hell, which sent his heart soaring, flying high again. In the end, Michael couldn't sell Bose speakers in the main sales floor anymore, but he was still able to sell his love of loud metal music through his blogs and also had the kick-ass, momentous clang of Hell's Bells playing in his head for company. And Michael didn't need Meatloaf to tell him two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf, rest in peace, big fella. Holla! Balance the sock. No more. No
Thank you!